this is Bruce Friedman of Adult Side Broker, and welcome to Adult Side Broker Talk, where each week we interview one of the movers and shakers of the adult industry, and we give you a tip on buying and selling websites. This week we'll be speaking with Andy Woolmer of Creator Traffic. At Adult Site Broker, we've doubled our affiliate payouts on ASB Cash. Now when you refer sellers or buyers to us, you'll receive 20% of our broker commission on any and all sales that result from that referral for life. You can either place a link to us on your site or refer buyers and sellers through an email introduction. ASB Cash is the first affiliate program for an adult website brokerage. Check out ASBCash.com for more details and to sign up. We've also added an events section to our website at AdultSiteBroker.com. Now you can get information on B2B events on our website, as well as special discounts reserved for our clients. Go to AdultSiteBroker.com for more details. Now let's feature our property of the week that's for sale at Adult Site Broker. We're proud to offer for sale a site that has a comprehensive list of the finest strip clubs in the world. The site has club reviews and discussions. It's been around since 1993. The software was custom programmed by the owner. The current owner can provide the new developer with all the information needed to run the site. Members stay for an average of 3.5 months. There are 15 to 20 new joins and 65 to 75 rebuilds a day. All the traffic is direct or from search, and 99% of the traffic is from North America. No ads have been purchased, which is something the new owner could do to increase revenues. There are several revenue streams that are currently not being implemented. Club owner sponsorships, dancer photo galleries, classified ads, and banner ads. These revenue streams could easily double or triple the monthly sales. The owner is selling, so he can take advantage of other opportunities. Only $750,000. Now time for this week's interview. My guest today on Adult Site Broker Talk is Andy Woolmer, also known as the traffic captain of Traffic Partner, and most recently, Creator Traffic. Andy, thanks for being back with us today on Adult Site Broker Talk. Hey, Bruce. Nice greetings to Bangkok. Finally, I'm home in Bremen in Germany. I was traveling all the shows in LA, Lisbon, Las Vegas. So it's good to be home. <laughs> I know. I saw you in a couple of those places for sure. Now, let's uh, tell everyone about Andy. He's a veteran of the industry for over 20 years. He was the founder of Sex Goes Mobile before selling it to the company he now works with, Traffic Partner. Andy works with many verticals from porn production to online retail, mobile offers, dating, live cams, and now creator traffic for OnlyFans-type sites. Andy worked as a model agent before he started brokering traffic. His nickname is the Traffic Captain because he's recognized as a strong leader in this industry, and he also wears all kinds of funny clothing. <laughs> Andy is the CEO of Mobile for Traffic Partner with brands like Fuckbook, Sex Goes Mobile, Web Billing, Grand Slam Media, Dating Partner, Cam Partner, Digital Performance, and now Creator Traffic. Trafficpartner.com has been in business since 1997 and offers direct advertisers, casual and mainstream dating products and apps. 
Mobile web and desktop versions are available in 50-plus countries. They own all of their own products or have full exclusivity. They're constantly searching for premium quality mobile and desktop traffic from publishers and networks using their own direct, top-performing dating and community offers. Their business models are CPL, RevShare, PPS, CPM, and CPC, thus allowing people to promote their products via affiliate, display, push, email marketing, and more. VIP partners will be assigned to a dedicated account manager that will not only monitor campaigns, but support you in optimizing your campaigns for the highest results. How was that for a resume, Andy? Wow, that was better than I could do it. <laughs> there was a lot of things in, but it's all about the traffic. And in the in the end, the, the dating vertical is our main with traffic partner and creatortraffic.com. That's for the only fans and directly for models and model agencies. And of course, we want to have the whole world. We want to have any kind of payment systems and you know, you have traffic. I don't care if it's CPC, CPL, CPM. I want it. <laughs> well, there you, you heard it, people. So, Andy, you guys do a lot of dating traffic, as you just alluded to. Give us an update on the dating industry in 2023 and how it's faring. Well, the dating industry is something that was there since the beginning, and it will be always because there's so many new young people coming uh, up, they also want to go in the dating area. And especially with the COVID pandemic, it was uh, like all the clubs were closed, all the restaurants were closed. So a lot of people were sitting at home and had no chance to go out to find their partners. So they used the dating apps and chatting a lot. And that makes a lot of money for a lot of people in the dating industry. Right now, of course, the the dating, um, it's still a big vertical. And also with Traffic Partner, we get in a more than 50 countries. And it's not only like the big market like US and Europe. It's also outside of Europe. And the how to get the traffic, it's also way easier when you have the right niches in your social media. I have a lot of affiliates driving traffic through Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, and of course, in the classical way through websites. So in general, there's a lot of traffic, a lot of customers, and we are good in creating products because with Traffic Partner, all our products are in-house and we have also the the support is in the uh, local languages and we integrate local payment methods because you know in us everybody have credit card but if you go outside of the us there's a lot of countries credit card have only a 30 or 40 percent penetration so mm. it's important to see the local markets that's the most important oh absolutely i think that was michael's inspiration uh, for starting web billing Exactly, exactly. And this time when they started with web billing, American companies, they were frustrated because they couldn't sell their products in Europe because only like 25, 30% of the Europeans had a credit card. So web billing did the debit cards. But yeah, that's a long time ago. Now we are more focusing on the selling traffic to models. You know, we make you famous on OnlyFans. That's more our direction right now. But we'll get to that in a little bit. Now, you started Sex Goes Mobile, which is now part of Traffic Partner. How is mobile advertising doing in the current market? 
Well, uh, we finished with Texcos Mobile some years ago because oh, we saw that the me. best <laughs> <laughs> that the best part uh, the best part uh, was done. You know, we had the easy payment flow with a double click, one click. So that's the time when I said click, click cash. And we decided to focus more on new products. We run Sexcos Mobile for more than seven years. It was high profit for us and for our affiliates. And there are still some companies in the market doing uh, mobile products. Mm -hmm. But the difference is when we started HDM, mobile traffic was about 5% of the traffic and we converted it on a high flow. Now, it's about 90% of the traffic is mobile and you can sell any kind of product. So it's not really anymore the need. There's no more separation uh, between traffic, between mobile and so on. But of course, there are still some people, they work with SIM uh, and uh, with CC submit and stuff like this. But for us, the big, biggest time uh, was over, so we moved on to other products for mobile. And all our dating products, we have apps in the uh, Google Play Store and in iTunes, and we have always a mobile web vision uh, of our products. So there's not anymore so much the separation between mobile and desktop. It's only traffic. Oh, of course not. So, Andy, the latest big thing has obviously been OnlyFans and other such sites. How much of a revolution has OnlyFans caused an adult? And do you think they'll be able to continue to sustain themselves in the future? Well, it's um, for models, it's a very good way to monetize their content and to get their fans to pay for. A lot of them were big on social media like Instagram and Twitter. But what what's, uh, for a model, you, know, you have a lot of followers and a lot of likes, but you don't make money. So OnlyFans was the right way to monetize their traffic. And I know a lot of cam models, which are doing still cam live shows, but also they can sell now content like little video clips and their pictures on OnlyFans. And it's a little bit like uh, people get uh, like a Netflix subscription. You can have a subscription on your favorite models. So also for the customers, which are really a fan of one or two or different models, so they can follow up and they can get in contact with the messaging so OnlyFans definitely was a breakthrough for a lot of models to have an extra income and for some of them that would uh, was the new way to make big money especially the early adapters so models which started early on OnlyFans and they had their fan base on Twitter or Instagram or TikTok they drew a lot of traffic to the OnlyFans and now there's a lot of uh, girls they make more 20 30 40k a month with OnlyFans so it was definitely a revolution for models how to make money Absolutely. And you have uh, quite the history with models, right? Yeah, it was uh, in my beginning in 99. We had a lot of adult movie productions in Germany and Eastern Europe. So there, there was the time that I was um, bringing up new models, but not only to have them for one or two clips. I tried to make them stars. So in Germany, I was quite successful. I um, was working uh, with Kelly Trump and Denise, Denise Labouche, and I brought also some French models up to the European market. So, yeah, 
make a model famous. In my time, uh, when I was in this, it was mostly over TV um, because then, you know, when the Venus show in Berlin was up, um, we did interviews with big German TV stations and the reach of this was phenomenal. And then you could even see like after one month, the video shops, they call us and say, hey, we need more movies of Kelly Trump, uh, people coming and asking for us. So, yeah, um, it was a different time and a different way of marketing. But to make models famous is still what I do in certain ways. In a different way. Absolutely. So your latest project is Creator Traffic. Why don't you tell us a little bit more about that? Yes, you know, because of my nickname, the traffic captain, always when I went to camp shows like the AW Summit, the Bucharest Summit, B Camps, Line Expo, of course, a lot of models arrive to me and say, oh, Andy, you're the traffic captain. I need more traffic on my OnlyFans account and on my other fan sites because there's also Fansly and Loyal Fans. And mm -hmm. there's a lot of sites doing fan sites like Fan Central also to mention. And I'm the traffic captain, but mostly I'm buying traffic because with Traffic Partner, we are a big buyer. And then with Adnium, which is from Grand Slam Media, we're also selling member area traffic. And Grand Slam Media have a lot of great other sites where they sell the member area traffic. Mm -hmm. But it was difficult for me to sell traffic to OnlyFans or to models. So I was sitting together with Michael and we were talking what we want to do in the OnlyFans area. And then we had the chance to bite whobite.com, which is a big OnlyFans search engine. And then we had also the chance to buy Fans Matrix. So we have two huge OnlyFans search and uh, discovery sites. Mm -hmm. But they, their business model were selling ads on a time base. Like you buy a, a one week or one day, one month flat rate deal. And as we are experts in buying traffic, so we brought this technology, a real-time bidding platform, and we made creatortraffic.com to have all our traffic sources in one place. And we have an easy come in for models, so they still can say, okay, I want to buy a package, like, okay, I want to buy traffic for 199 or 299 whatever, they can buy a package, because a lot of models, they don't know what is the CPC, CTR, so they get confused. So we keep it easy for the models to buy packages, and then... Of course, our target uh, for professional media buying are the agencies because right. they know they need traffic to make their stars on OnlyFans more famous. So we have an agency sign up and they can uh, upload all the models, the profiles and run all the campaigns in one dashboard and from all our sources we have. So it's a one-stop for an agency. They don't need to work on different sites. And creator traffic is very transparent because we do it on a CPC base, so cost per click. All, all the impressions you see on the site, you don't pay. You only pay when a customer click on your ad and goes directly to your only fan model site. So it makes it transparent. And we help them also to make better better ads because we always show them the CTR rate. So if you have pictures of a model that people don't like so much, you will see a lower CTR than on pictures which are beautiful. 
So yeah, it's transparent, it's easy to use, and it's successful because I see that all agency come back. That's the best sign that a product is working. Absolutely. So how important is it for creators to have a way to buy affordable traffic for their OnlyFans pages? Well, you know, there's a lot of models when they're already big and they have a lot of followers on Twitter and on Instagram and they can drive traffic from these huge social media to the OnlyFans. They have one source of traffic because it's their own social media traffic. In many cases, models don't have these huge uh, social media accounts, especially for all the new models starting, or perhaps they have like 5,000 or 10,000 followers uh, on their social media, but it's not enough to make it profitable on OnlyFans. So then there's places uh, on Telegram where you can buy followers, guaranteed followers or all this stuff, but there's a lot of fraud and you never know, you know, you buy a package for 200 new subscribers and then you get 200 subscribers, but they're all bots or no spenders or like from Bangladesh or India, you got a lot of followers, but you don't make sense. And we, with creator traffic, we keep it on a professional way because all the traffic that we have from our search engines are high quality because yeah, like you know, OnlyFans don't have a search function. So when people go to Google and they put in a keyword from countries, we have a lot of keywords like uh, OnlyFans Brazil, OnlyFans mm -hmm. Germany, OnlyFans Thailand, whatever. And on these keywords, also the keywords with uh, any kind of fetish in combination with OnlyFans, we get the traffic from Google to our search engine, and there we show your ads. So the, the quality of the traffic is super high because in the end, if a user looks for something specific and you give him something specific, then there's a match and it's a sale. So right now, from the feedback is that three clicks on our search engine to your free OnlyFans account, it's the conversion rate, three clicks, one free user. And then, of course, you need to message them and you need to make this free user to a paid one. But the quality of the traffic is super high. Not even with Sexco's mobile, I had so much, uh, so high conversion rate. So it's a very targeted traffic. That's awesome. So how else is creator traffic different from uh, your competitors? Right now, there is not really uh, competitors. There's a lot of places where you can buy traffic, but no one is so specific on the OnlyFans area. And we are the only one that is transparent on CPC basis, and you can do A, B, C test. So there's some other sites where you can buy traffic, but they're not so OnlyFans re re related. Or you have places where it's uh, still time-based or whatever. It's We are the only, I would say, we are the only professional place right now in the market concentrated on OnlyFans traffic with a high quality. Okay. So how fast is OnlyFans traffic growing and where do you see it going in the future? Well, you know, it's uh, we started uh, the product on 28 of December, so it's a little bit more than three, three and a half months now. And I see already that we have many agencies from around the world signing up. We have a lot mm -hmm. of models. Um, the traffic right now 
uh, the bidding is going up. So we started with the CPC of 30 cents. Now we're already on 40 cents. It's a high competitive market and people want to buy the traffic. Now we are working on different filters to make the matching even better. So uh, in the future, we will have, uh, in the soon future, we have uh, whitelisting and blacklisting for keywords. And we are also thinking about geo-targeting, which have then the influence that some countries, the traffic from some countries will be more expensive, some others will be more cheap. But the most important for me right now is to have the keywords. If somebody is looking for a blonde girl, we want to show ads for blonde girls and so on and so on. Oh, yeah, absolutely. The other part is finding more traffic sources with high quality traffic. So uh, we are building right now our own uh, search engine where we put all the technology and all the filtering together that we have. So like the best of the best. Of course, this site, the name is Model Searcher, will need time in development and of course in time in SEO. But we are working on this. And then we will allow several other quality sites to monetize their traffic on creator traffic. That's what I call, you know, I want to be the Google for models. You can buy traffic like on Google Ads and you can send us traffic like on Google AdSense, but only if you have high quality sites for OnlyFans. That's the goal. Makes sense. How has the company's experience in the general traffic area and dating traffic in the past in mobile traffic and cam traffic, how has that helped you guys get up to speed fast with creator traffic? Well, the most important is that we have the real-time bidding because real-time bidding is something that's a long time in the mainstream uh, industry, but very few adult traffic broker systems have this. And of course, the first thing people say, ah, you only do real-time bidding because you want to make more profit. And of course, real-time bidding means that when my traffic is good, the price goes up and I make more traffic. But on the other side, it keeps the quality up because I would not put shit traffic in my system because then the CPC on a real-time bidding will go down. Exactly. The other part is, I make my buyers to make the best ads possible. And the better the ad is matching the profile of the model, the better they have sales. Because if it's not real-time bidding, people go lazy with their ads and they always use the same ads. And, uh, you know, it's very important if you have an ad for your campaign that you change it with the time because people don't click on the same ad all the time. And the competition between the different bidders, you know, competition makes you better because you work on your product. Should. So it should. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So that's why we took the real time bidding uh, because we want the people, they are more creative, they have the best product, they get more tra- traffic. And of course, if you pay more traffic for your model, you will work better in converting the free sign-up or the paid customers to spend more. So agencies which are good on working on their model and customer support and writing them and creating good content, they will be the winners and they will get the most traffic through our system. So it's to make people uh, working more on their product. That's what I like on real-time bidding. 
And you know what, Andy, something you mentioned really hit home. I remember the days when I was in radio back in uh, back in the olden days. And we used to tell people, you got to change your copy occasionally. You got to keep it fresh because people will not even hear it. In the case of radio, TV, not even see it. Banners, not even see it. Banner blindness is the thing. So people have to keep things fresh or it's going to stop working, right? Exactly, exactly. You need to always, you see it also in the mainstream industry. Uh, if even the biggest brand, they have a campaign, they run a spot for a certain time and then they have the next spot. And this is it's the same uh, with the models, you know. Also, some pictures, as in our case, if it's a picture of a model and if it's uh, a picture that attract perhaps uh, 20% of the viewers, another picture can attract another 20% of viewers because the, the taste uh, is totally different of people and, and a girl have different attributes. So perhaps some people prefer to see the face, some other likes more the boobs or somebody like more the ass, yes. or you have also the different location. Some people like it outdoor, some people like it indoor. Then you have all the different clothing. You can have a sport outfit. You can have lingerie. So why you should always use the same picture to only get traffic and target customers from one area. So change your ads and you will reach more audience. Sure. Rotate them. Absolutely. Now, there's become a lot of crossover between OnlyFans creators and cam models. Do you see cams becoming less important as time goes on? Well, cams is still life, and they have a lot of uh, customers. Uh, they love the live show because for them, it's something they feel like it's their girlfriend, you know, mm -hmm. and they do their video call. And uh, especially through the COVID pandemic, a lot of cam models tell me that's not so much more about the sex it's more about the small talk and people will tell them their private life and their problem and then of course in the end of the talk it's always something sexy mostly but in the beginning it's more that people tell about their problems and clever cam models they know their customers well and they ask like that's what i do with camp cash daily where we do a lot of coaching of models mm -hmm. um that we tell them look if you have somebody coming to you make some notes what's his name where he worked which country is from what's the name of his dog you know exactly <laughs> and then you always have a point to talk because Camp, most of the camp business, especially on the premium sites, is minute-based. So it makes sense for you to keep a customer for time in small talk. And, of course, the customer, he feels special when he comes back to a model and she says, Hey, Andy, how are you? How was your scuba diving in Mexico? Then the customer say, Wow, she knows me. She remembers me. That built up a customer-camp model relation that brings more money in the call. And also he is a, he always come back. So of course on the, on the freemium sites, it's a little bit different because that's more about the sexual action. And it's mm -hmm. also that there's always more people in one room. So the, the, the premium business 
uh, of the models, it's very important to have the social contacts. On the freemium sites, it's more about to be the most nasty girl in the room and have your fans for a specific fetish. You know, that's awesome. Absolutely. I've spoken to cam models before and they tell me stories about guys who have spent tens of thousands of dollars on them and all they want to do is talk. I think a lot of these guys out there are really, really lonely. Something you and I can't possibly imagine, Andy. But there are there <laughs> are men. <laughs> he laughs. There are men um, out there who just want somebody to talk to. Yes, that's uh, definitely. And our society, especially in the Western countries, people get more lonely. And if you see it in big cities. Everybody is, the, the, the trend to move in big cities is still there. Um, Berlin is growing, Hamburg is growing, all the U.S. big cities are growing. And of course, in a big city, you have your job, you have your routine. And the new generation of people, they also get more shy. For, you know, for us, in our age, I went out in a restaurant, in a bar, in a club, and I was freely talking to everyone. I had no, no problems to talk to somebody. That's you, Andy. <laughs> yeah, but it's uh, also in my generation in general, it was more that you, yeah, of course, there was no internet. So we went out and you had no problem. You had no problem to talk to somebody. I've been to some of your parties, man. Those things are wild. <laughs> there are a <laughs> lot of people to talk to. I'll tell you, post-COVID going to one of them, I was freaking because it was just wall to wall, man. Not even post-COVID. It was during COVID, you know, and, it, and it's just like, oh, geez. Yeah. <laughs> well yeah um but it's also that the the covid pandemic of course it was a real problem for a lot of people uh with their older people and people they were sick before for something um i got my vaccinations and even before i was traveling a lot and of course on an airplane or on a bus and some uh, i was wearing my mask but I was not so afraid that I completely locked myself down. Also in Germany, um, the, there were some tough months where everything was locked down. But in January, um, I was still doing mostly of the stuff I'm doing. Only time I got COVID was at a show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. I got, uh, I got it also on shows, yeah. But yep. I had a very mild versions of it. Yeah, so did I. I got it last year at uh, TES in Sitges. And I remember coming out to Arizona and it's like, oh, shit, here it comes. But I mean, it was like it was like a cold. It was just a mild cold, actually. So it worked out well for me, Andy, because, you, as you know, I go out to Arizona every year to watch baseball and they were having a lockout. So I couldn't even go to baseball games. So, hey, I just hung <laughs> out, just hung out in my Airbnb. Now, there are certainly fan sites besides OnlyFans, despite the fact they're the 2,000-pound gorilla in the room. How well does creator traffic help creators monetize other fan sites? Well, on creator traffic, we are open. So if you want to promote your model on any kind of fan site, we will allow it, or we still do it. And I know especially Fancentro, Slushy, Is My Girl, Loyal fans, um, they're already doing it and they come back to buy more because for them, it's they promote their models, but also they get new customers because the first barrier is 
a lot of people have an account with OnlyFans. So when they click on an advertisement, they come to the model sites and they have already an account. So, of course, with the newer uh, fan sites, a lot of people arrive to the landing page and they first need to open an account with the fan site. So for, for fan sites, which um, looking for new customers in general, it's a good way to promote models. So, for example, in case of Fan Central, Fan Central is buying directly the traffic for their models. So the models have more sales for free. And, of course, they got more users, the same uh, from loyal fans are doing and from slushies. So they are working to have a bigger customer base. So that's a way to work for them also. I take back all the bad things I've said about Stan over the years. Well, not all of them, <laughs> but anyway. So we've seen a ton of new fan sites pop up on the heels of only fan success. Do you think they can all survive? Um, <laughs> the market is huge. Let's say uh, the fan site market that only only fans have was numbered by like seven to eight billion dollars. And let's say the the whole fan market can easily be ten or fifteen billion dollars because it's it's not on the top, and there's always new models coming up and more fans. So um, you can have a fan site. With that, uh, especially when you go more on the, you know, niches, it's always like um, the the finder, uh, the finder of OnlyFans. He was lucky because he was on the right time and he had the right marketing because he had like big Hollywood stars or rappers, Cardi B and stuff. So they had the promotion from the mainstream. But if you see the truth, it's mostly business for a dude. Sure. So for all the new sites. When they work good on their fan base and good on their model site and perhaps go on special fetish, then they will survive. But it's always a market cleans out by itself. Uh, unsuccessful websites uh, will go and the good one will stay. Yeah, and it always comes down to how well you market yourself. One, how good your product is. And two, how well you market yourself. Really, at this point, OnlyFans doesn't market themselves at all. I don't think they ever did. I'm not going to say they got lucky because they did a lot of things right, but their timing was so incredible with the pandemic. Yeah, and I don't know if they paid for it or how they got it, but I remember in the beginning, it was especially these kind of sexy rappers like Cardi B and others. They were uh, telling all their fans on their social media that they are now in OnlyFans and that they got special content there. And imagine if some rappers with uh, 50 million followers on Instagram or whatever, they, they push your product for free or perhaps they paid them. I, I'm not sure. I, I was not there. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. So um, that was definitely... And then... Of course, the pandemic, the timing was great. And then even the news when they said, we will ban all porn from OnlyFans, <laughs> they, they, they were in every newspaper around the world. Do you think that was a publicity stunt? <laughs> I, I, well, it, it could be a de an idea of myself, but uh, I'm not sure. It was, uh, it was the best promotion ever. So, of course, they scared some uh, users. Uh, they, definitely, they got some 
uh, models, they also open an account with other fan sites to be prepared. But in general, especially for for all the the customers, they were like, "Oh, they want to ban it, or let's let's go fast and see all the content." You know, if, if the whole world talks about you, it's a good marketing. There's no two ways about it. They might have had a lot of some very short-term financial pain, but look at the long-term gain from that. Definitely, definitely. So, Andy, you've always attended a lot of events. How nice is it, both personally and for business, to have them running again? Well, it's a huge difference. Uh, I was on a lot of the virtual shows that were happening, the Xpis and Webmaster Access and others. Made, and why not? Uh, they made all these uh, virtual shows. I like the virtual shows for the seminars because I made a lot of uh, seminars there and I had a huge audience because it's easy for everybody from around the world. So I would say I had even more people in my seminars than I have on a live show. But for the networking, and uh, it's not working as well as live. Also, the shows have always two reasons. Having fun with existing partners and talking about the business, if there's any problems or any way to grow it. And the other part is to find new customers. And on the show, you know, it's like I meet you and you tell me, oh, I know this guy and I know this guy. So it's also my existing network. It's helping me to find other people on that show. And on an average show, let's say there's 1,500 people, I would never have the time to speak to everyone because in, in three days you cannot talk to 1,500. But Only 1,499, right? <laughs> yeah. So uh, my existing network helps me to filter other people and they say, oh, yeah, I know somebody here and know somebody there. It's not possible on a virtual show. That's true. The second part is we have with traffic partner and creator traffic. We now always have booth. So we have a place where people can walk by and read our message like we buy dating traffic or we have OnlyFans traffic. So only by walking by, there's one sentence they can read and they know it's interesting or not. And then we go on a show with three, four people from our team. And with the combination of doing seminars, having a booth, having four people there, having my network, speed networking, and all this, we are almost capable to reach all the attendances on the show, on one or the other way. And this brings us a lot of new business, but also we have a lot of intensive meeting with our existing customers and see how we can grow the business. And also it's so nice if you have a problem uh, or something, it's like... Uh, popping up you can sit together on a vodka red bull and a beer and talking about problems and it's way better than to have a phone call <laughs> wait vodka red bull and beer together i don't know about that well i i normally i have the vodka red bull and the other person drinks the beer yeah. <laughs> we know andy but but another thing to keep in mind and i know it's just as important are the relationships and the friendships and I don't know about you, but during the pandemic, it was hell not seeing our friends. Yeah, uh, some people I was really missing because some of 
these guys are, like you say, it's friends because I travel with them around 20 times a year. And the nice part on the shows, it's also the sidekick events. Like there's some people I was scuba diving with. I do boat trips. Uh, we went on a shooting ranch. We did whitewater rafting. We did uh, parasailing. You know, a lot of people from the shows, I would suggest my friends. And it was hard to don't see them. I was lucky because during the pandemic, I was traveling six months to Gran Canaria Island in Spain. <laughs> I was uh, almost three months on Curacao. So I was still traveling and was visiting other friends of me. And the first year I saw my mother on Gran Canaria Island for like six months. And in the years before, I was working a lot. I was seeing her like three, four times a year, only for a weekend or something like this. So like everything in life, things have adventures and disadvantages. And uh, I was lucky. I was still traveling. And I started also working on my health, you know. I know. I know. You've lost a lot of weight. Yeah, not only that I lost weight, I also get more fit. I do a lot of more swimming and scuba diving again. And then less party because on on, <laughs> on the shows, uh, yeah, it's like my, my doctors say, don't drink so much alcohol. And I say, yeah, but I have 25 shows, so it's 75 days a year. I, I drink for working. <laughs> yeah, I understand. I understand. I mean, I look at the adult industry as my family and – yeah, it's it was so phenomenal to get back to that. And it did it didn't give a lot of people a chance like yourself to maybe not necessarily travel. You were one of the brave ones, but to just kind of get a chance to smell the roses a little bit, you know? Yeah. And that's very rare and you don't get that chance again. So you see what it did for nature. You know, but you saw more birds, you you know, there were less cars and everything. It was uh, it was a pretty amazing thing. So we you just spoke about diving. You're an avid diver. You were even out here in Thailand after the Bangkok show diving. How did you get into diving, and how have you improved since you started out? Well, uh, my first diving license I made '96 in Venezuela. I was working in a hotel, and there was a dive shop. And always when I brought them uh, some customers, the diver master there, he told me, make your license. You can come with us for free as long as you bring tours. So that's what I was doing all the time. When I, we had people in the hotel, I asked them, you want to go scuba diving? I brought them to the dive shop and I could dive for free. So in the 96 to 98, I did a lot of diving in Venezuela, mm -hmm. but I never made a progress in my license. I was an open water diver, and that was enough for me. Then later, I was traveling uh, a lot, and I did a lot of scuba diving, but I was never thinking about a license uh, to go higher in the license because for me to dive with open water till 20 meters was always good. But then later on the Philippines, there's a lot of shipwrecks and they are a little bit deeper, like 30 or 40 meters. So I met my uh, advanced diver and my Nitrox air diver license. Then later in Curacao, well, during the corona, I had time. So I made my rescue diver license and uh, I, do, I have a license for caves, for wrecks and all these licenses. There's a lot of licenses you can do. And right uh, last winter after the Bangkok show, I met my ma master diver license. So now I have all the license oh, cool. I can have. And 
Of course, if I want to go to be an instructor and open my own diving school, I need to make my instructor license, but I don't think that I will work in that area because no time and also... Um, You're well paid and I don't think they're as well paid. So there you go. <laughs> know, yeah, also, yeah. before I ask the next question, I'll make the standard disclaimer that we're taping this in April to run sometime in mid to late May. So what shows will you, you be attending for the balance of the year? Or maybe I should ask what shows you won't be attending. <laughs> well, the next show is already next Monday. Uh, it's 17 or 18 of uh, April. I go to Warsaw for the conference. The conversion conference. Cool. And uh, this is mostly for traffic partner. Then we go uh, with creator traffic. We will be at the AW Summit in uh, Bucharest on the 7th of May. And then we fly over to Miami. This will be about 15th of May in Miami, Express Miami. And then we go in the end of May, 28, 29 of May, it's the Bucharest Summit, which is another live camp show in Bucharest. And then in June, we have the Icon Conference, See you which there. is on Cyprus and Cyprus. <laughs> that will be a nice show. And uh, yeah, so then the AW Summit, uh, no, the AW World Show, it will be in Barcelona. So yeah, there's a lot of show. If you're in the uh, business and you have still Facebook, join the Captain's Business Lounge on Facebook. There I will have always the information about all the shows. So check out the Captain's Business Lounge on Facebook. There you go. Yeah, well, I used to be on Facebook until they kicked me to the curb. I used to enjoy your posts, which <laughs> which will, um, will get me to my next question. I'll also say something. You're probably the best marketer of any B2B person I know, either inside or outside the industry. You're constantly on social media. You've obviously had a lot of success with it. So what advice would you give to other B2B professionals on how to up their social media game? Well, first thing is keep it real. You know, make it like you are. Don't try to copy anybody else. This copies never survive in this uh, marketing area. Also, sometimes when I do my videos, you know, I have my style with the captain and I always look for a nice location and I include my personal life. When I'm on a vacation in Mexico, I have pictures and right now for creator traffic, I made pictures with my creator traffic t-shirt in front of the Chichen Itza permit. That works for me, uh, but not for everybody. So find your own way. And of course, what you said before, constantly. And then don't look that you have the most followers, have followers that are in your area. For example, my Captain's Business Lounge on Facebook, there's only 3,000 people in it. But this 3,000 people, they're all handpicked. Everybody who wants to join this group have to be approved by myself. And they're all professionals in some way of the online marketing or online business in general. I don't care if it's adult or mainstream, but if you are not proven in this industry, I will not accept you as a new member. So Makes sense. don't look for, don't look like uh, other groups. They have 50,000 followers. You post something and you get two likes, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I love your videos. I, I mean, and like you said, you keep it real. It's you. It's really you, Andy. That's your personality. Uh, very exuberant, very outgoing, and always very happy. 
I think that's fantastic. And a lot of it has to do with your leisure activities like diving, which is pretty fun to follow. Maybe I'll get back on Facebook someday if they let me back. Yeah, you can trap. You can the videos are all also on my YouTube channel, the Traffic go. Captain, Traffic Captain on YouTube. You can see them there. And on Instagram, I'm still Andy Wulmer because this is not so much my work. It's more like a travel guide. You know, work and my life, it's one thing, you know. I love my job. I love to be a CMO. I love mm -hmm. to travel. I love the shows. And if I see a microphone, I want to grab it. <laughs> I know you do, my friend. And Andy, it's always a pleasure to have you on the podcast. And I'd like to thank you for being back with us again today on Adult Slave Broker Talk. And I hope we'll get a chance to do this again soon. My broker tip today is part seven of what to do to make your site more valuable for when you decide to sell it later. Last week, we talked about trademarking your site and ways to make it unique. Next, when you decide to sell your website, make sure you have the following information available for potential buyers. Detailed information about your company, your website, and any other aspects of your operation the potential buyers may want to find out about. This should include, for a pay site, a detailed inventory of your content, number of images, and number of videos. How much of it is exclusive and how much is non-exclusive? Financial information for at least the last three years, if your company is that old. This should include sales reports, profit and loss statements, and billing reports. Get all of the information organized in a legible format that a good broker can use to sell your property. If you decide to sell it yourself, organize a list of potential buyers and start the process of contacting them. Be realistic about what your company is worth. In today's market, the kiss of death is overpricing your property. Is there anything a potential buyer needs to know, such as, are you being sued? Do you have any substantial debts, etc.? Don't let these things be a surprise to the potential buyer. They'll either find out before the sale and not buy, or they'll find out after the sale and you'll have another lawsuit on your hands. Disclose everything. We'll talk about this subject more next week. And next week, we'll be speaking with Claude Lai of X10 Revenue. And that's it for this week's Adult Site Broker Talk. I'd once again like to thank my guest, Andy Woolmer. Talk to you again next week on Adult Site Broker Talk. I'm Bruce Friedman. <laughs>